Get that energy. Ah! Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the Red Coins Podcast. We are the Red Coins. I am Killer Mouse. And I'm Mint Milk. And we are here on our fourth episode. Just dropped treetops. What do we talk about here, Mint? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Not again. Not again. Okay. But we did drop treetops. Tree we go over the song and we talk about the inspiration and how we created it and why we created it. And we also, just this is a sneak peek, next week we actually have a special guest coming in. And hopefully this is going to be more of a consistent thing where we have people come in and talk about NFTs, talk about music, talk about art, and talk about culture in, in general. So yeah. I'm excited. It's a lot of fun. I am. I'm excited too. So here we go into episode four of the Red Coins podcast. Get with the Red Coins! So let's jump into the release this week. Okay. So, so we, we have just, no more, right? We just released treetops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Right. No we more was last week. Okay, we, we do that because it's, we record a week beforehand mm-hmm. and then it's released. Okay. I get that. Yeah. We just released treetops. Whoa. Let me not spin your treetops. I swear I'm not. <laughs> so we just released treetops that one's old that's like one of the older ones that we did right yeah it was probably within the first three i think yeah. moment treetops and go we're all like right there in the beginning. Right at the beginning so it's taken a lot of time and the initial process was I created something, I sent it over to Jesse. He sent some lyrics over and it just all fit together really well. And then we sat, I sat on it for months <laughs> while I dealt with my ego and my insecurities and learning Ableton and how to work with a person. And then eventually I sent over Jesse a file that is mammoth. <laughs> With more tracks than there are states in the world. I uh, haven't even pressed play yet. It's using 85% of my computer's <laughs> capability. <laughs> what am I going to do here? Uh, yeah, that, uh, that says anything about my insecurities. I, I, I well, hope it, actually, I honestly, hope it no, it wasn't. That one, as crazy as that file was, there was, you, you had different section for each section you had different things but they were all the same kinds of things so you could have had it all on one track and made it you know only 30 40 tracks instead of 965 tracks (laughs) (laughs) well yeah here's me listening to like friends beforehand Uh, a guy that I know I've known for a long time. He sent me over tracks like that. And I was like, oh, I guess this is how people do this. So I'm okay. going to send it over to Jesse. Yeah. That's not the truth. You 
don't have to create different <laughs> tracks for each drum set of each section of the song. No. You can just create one track for the whole entire thing and edit it as needed. You know that now. I know that so, now. Here yeah, I we're learning. We're getting better. 1% every day. And we're, we're trucking, baby. Okay, so do you want to pull it up real quick and we can talk about the lyrics and the production? Yeah. Also, I'm very excited about the direction we're heading, especially with you and I talking about releasing an EP, having kind of a, a movie feel to the EP and some some styles to that. I think that can only produce and only create some really cool stuff. I agree, man. Oh, here it is. Uh, Treetops. Let's let's listen to it a little bit. Okay. just bumps on that that was yeah the way that you mixed it sounds so good too and the added stuff so this track was interesting because i sent stuff over and then jesse had already put some synth and some other production elements to it and when we mixed the two it actually created somewhat of a new track and that in the second chorus there's a synth that kind of sounds like a 90s police siren almost that right there so that wasn't me that's all jesse that put that out there and that completely changed it and i think gave it so much attitude that didn't have that it didn't have beforehand yeah i mean i it always had too but yeah i really i I liked how on that chorus too we took out all the extra sense and stuff and we just didn't make it as big i mean it's just bass that and drums and it just feels like it opens up and just that bass if if you're on like a good system with a sub it is just shaking your ass off and i love yeah. it and that's i think some of the stuff that well that's the one thing about the music that we're putting out is it's really 
created for a live atmosphere. It's really created for yeah. a festival atmosphere. And I don't think we're going to see the fullness of what we've done until we see people reacting to it in a live space. I know. I cannot wait, dude. I honestly like to hear some of these on that system and then also be giving a performance and shaking our butts and just <laughs> or yours lack thereof. But, you know, you're still shaking. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You're shaking your bones. I'm shaking uh, my bones, man. <laughs> That's what I got. That's what the good Lord gave me. <laughs> but yeah, okay, dude, so, I'm so excited for that. So let's jump into the lyrics real quick. I sent you over this track, which essentially was piano and a uh, a horn line over some kind of lo-fi drums put together. And then you sent back all these lyrics and melodies. Where did that come from? I think it it really came from the feeling of the track that you sent me and it just felt like floating and the let me nest in your tree tops just came right off the bat. And so that's basically what drove everything. And so the and then floating and and stuff. So, yeah, I, I think that came on and then for the verses, it was kind of like, okay, yeah you know, I want to be up here. I want to be in the treetops. I don't want to be down there. I don't want to be underneath in the brush. I don't want to, you know, so what are all the feelings of like, we're up, you know, what would make me feel like I'm in the treetops? And, and it's kind of funny, like, listening back to that, that first verse has, I just want to make, um, plant a seed and then it's up to God to create. And I think that line to me, I mean, really just kind of after having this conversation with stormy after, you know, our, what we're talking about, it's like, that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to make things. We're trying to create things. And then it's just up to God. It's just up to the universe to like kind of come to us and, and we create something together. And, and so that was, I, I don't know, that lyric always stuck out to me that came and it was just like, man, it's, and, and I think I even texted you at the time when we made it. And I was like, this is kind of like what we're doing back and forth is you plant a seed. You gave me that original track. And then I had some lyrics and I threw them on there and I gave you back that track and then you did more to it. And then you gave it back to me. And I, and it's like, we're planting seeds constantly and then we're just letting it go and see, see what the other comes up with. And so, yeah, it just, it feels like that all just ties in together for me. That line was really helpful for me because at the time I was so focused on the outcome. I'm so, and I still am. I'm trying to retrain my brain not to be focused on the outcome, but to be focused on the habits, to be focused on the journey. I know it's cliche, but I think that's the way that you really live life well. And yeah. the, when that, I heard that line, I was like, yes, that's exactly the way that I feel. Is that I just want to make it, I just want to create. I don't really care about the end, right? I just want to be in the process. Yeah. And 
the other thing that was really unique about this track was I was a little bit more experimental in it. And I had sent you over like screaming that was in it. A lot of guys that were like yelling and you can hear it a little bit here and there. And I didn't know that you would be okay with that. But I, in my mind, I wanted to expose more sides of me. I wanted to expose the, my love of jazz with my love of early 2000s screamo punk and mesh them together. And I thought that this was a really cool thing. And I wasn't sure you were going to be into it. And then you sent it back over and you kept that in the mix. And I was like, this is really cool. I can express myself in all sorts of ways. And Jesse's going to be down with it. And he's not only going to be down with it, he's going to be able to add on top of it, something that's going to even make it better. Yeah, dude. I loved it. I remember. Yeah. You saying like, we can just take out the screams and stuff. We can, you know, I don't know. And I'm like, no dude, like that's sick. It's literally, I mean, and even the lyrics were or like the melody was kind of based around going in between those and there would just be a, you know, in the space. And I was just like, hell yeah, this sounds, it just gives it attitude. It gives it so much like unique kind of passion and, you know, emotion and stuff that, yeah, so if it was just straight without any of that, I think it just wouldn't have the same effect. So yeah, dude, I loved it. Yeah, I think we're moving into a space as musicians or in the world of music where there's no genres, but there's colors that people are choosing from. And the colors are the previous genres, everything from Motown to Gothic metal. Yeah, And they're mixing the two and choosing certain colors to be able to express certain emotions. And I think this is only the beginning of what the red coins are going to do. I can only imagine what's to come. Honestly, man. I mean, I think we're going to go through so many iterations and like, I'm really into this right now. So let's do some more of this stuff. And then we're going to, you know, have 10 songs that are kind of more in that vein probably. And then, you know, and then move on to something else. It's going to be wild. Like we're going to be in front of a symphony one day, just composing some shit. So yeah, it's going to be wild. Yeah. Oh, we haven't finished this song, but there's a song called heavenly rain that I made with opera, (laughs) opera and some uh, lo-fi funky stuff. And then just came out with some cool melodies. I'm really excited for that track. I've showed it to a couple people that are, audio snobs they're like yeah actually i can be into this i'm really cool with this nice yeah Yeah. it's yeah that one really came out just nowhere kind of and i immediately latched on to that melody that the opera lady's already kind of singing but then i kind of enhanced it yeah well definitely enhanced it more than enhanced it i'm still figuring out how to play around with the idea at least initially to where you're in the same space as her as if you're sitting at an opera and then jesse and this opera lady come out and they're playing back and forth this scene and then all of a sudden out pops joss jesse into the future killer into the future the killer comes <laughs> where he's on top of it and now you're feeling like you're actually being talked to you felt nostalgic but now you're actually being specifically spoken into okay so coming back to treetops that bridge you didn't have the bridge originally when you sent it over to me i believe it was the first line or the first chorus and a verse 
And it was arranged a little bit differently too. Because yeah. when you had first sent it over, I think it was adjusted actually a beat forward. It was so, like four beats. Yeah. Because so, like Let Me Nest in Your Tree Tops was the let, I think, was on like the downbeat of the chorus instead of it being like a lead in. And so when I had loaded it in, I had, I had accidentally put it in the wrong spot. I pushed press play and I heard this and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. This is pretty cool. And I realized it was wrong. And I was like, I, I think this is actually better than yeah. where it was originally. And I think that process as a musician is really important. I don't, I don't think the musicians that come into a session or that sit down to create and say, I'm going to create this. I'm going to create the next thriller. I don't think they create the next thriller. I think it's the musicians that come in open-handed and say, I'm going to work with what I have and whatever something gives me, I'm going to take it and I'm going to spin it and make it work and give it back. And for us, it's the computer, right? We're working back and forth between ourselves and the computer. And when we put something in, the computer gives us something back out. And we say, or at least I say, hey, I can work with this. And we just keep doing that. Yeah. I think that's a brilliant creative process for most individuals. Yeah. I mean, you, and you really do have to be open to that. I mean, it, a lot of people that I know aren't, <laughs> they want to get it right. Like exactly to this formula and yeah, I just think that's that's been really cool for us is just being open to those kinds of things. I mean, last podcast, the way we made the beat, the yeah. bass was supposed to be a full beat ahead. And I brought it in and it was off and we heard it and was like, well, that's cooler. So we so much it. better, <laughs> so much better. Yeah. So I was like, I mean, it's it's happening so much. Just yeah. Awesome. Uh, and I think when we come back to DAOs, I think that's only going to amplify, amplify this process for us to where we're creating, we're getting feedback, and we are adjusting to that feedback and we're putting stuff out there. I agree. So when you created this, I sent something back and then you sent back that verse after you created the bridge. And I was blown away by the verse because it was so cool. It was exactly what I wanted. It's cinematic. And yeah. I'm, I'm really into this idea of us being this cinematic experience and when i listen to the verse i feel like i'm in the middle of a movie where yoda and luke skywalker are in the jungle wherever they're at training and processing and there's all these things attacking them they're trying to figure it out and then eventually they get out of it yeah which is so beautiful but i'm, I'm curious how did you come up with that or like how did you feel comfortable enough to start coming up with like kind of it's not cartoony but it kind of feels like this cinematic feel of these cartoony characters kind of talking to each other. Yeah. I think it was just that visual of like, you know, somebody grabbing me and trying to pull me down and just trying to pull me down underneath the treetops. And it's just like, they want me like society wants me the world wants me and I got to just break free of it. And so, yeah, that just came out and kind of did a weird voice on it. You're like, they want me. I love They it. want me. Yeah. It feels Western almost. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, an old Western. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it just, it just kind of came out. And I think, you know, what you did with that bridge 
the tonally and everything it got me into that mood and yeah and then just rising up and getting faster with the vocals and stuff and it's like we're gonna get through it and yeah so it's cool listen to it one more time yeah wait no what do you say i mean it's funny to hear you say what you said because it's kind of exactly what i had going on in my mind of like cinematic you know i had a vision in my head and i wanted to get that out you know in words but i was definitely seeing the scene <laughs> as the you grumpies it. yeah when you said grumpies that right there painted a picture that helped me use my imagination in a way that i wouldn't be able to had you been more serious and because you were playful with the ideas and the lyrics it really was helpful to me interesting it felt like I'm able to escape at least my thoughts of like, oh, I should be doing this. Oh, I should be uh, spending my time here. Instead, I should be jumping and chasing after life because I don't have too much of it, right? We only have a couple of years and then it's over. Yeah, no, totally. Okay, so listen, listen to it one more time. Okay. So that's the other thing. I didn't cut that part. You cut that part. I didn't put, put it in there and it worked perfectly. I couldn't believe that I didn't hear it. I was so <laughs> surprised with myself. But when you sent it back over, I was like, oh my God, that's perfect. Because that's everything you love. Is I love dropouts yes. and lead-ins and yeah. Transitions. I'm yeah. all about that transition. As long as it emotionally pulls me in the same direction and gives me some type of excitement, then I'm all about it. When it's just consistent and the same thing over, I get really bored really quick. It, it might as well be elevator music. Yeah. But what you did was perfect. Hell yeah. And for the people listening, that whole section there essentially is me sampling what had al- has already been created. So I was sampling that whole entire track, reversing all the elements, and then chopping it up to where oh, it was still. Really? Yeah, it still sounded like it actually was. Outside of, I think, maybe a few melodies or a few MIDI pieces, maybe. I don't know if I did or not. Yeah, because I always did hear like, okay, well, it kept the melodies in there, but it's obviously has this like swirling, whirling effect and the bass and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So still the same samples, but just chopped up. And I think that's what I've been doing mostly is I'll just play with the same colors. Yeah, that horn sample, dude, is fire. I don't know where you found that, but and I know you chopped it up and made it the way it is, but that it just sounds so cool. Yeah, that's my favorite part is finding sample crate digging or digitally crate digging and finding samples that fit some of it, right? Just a tone that fits and then playing with it just enough to where it sounds original and it sounds like nothing that's ever been heard before. I know. That's so cool. It when we listen to it, I think that initial track sounds like it's a sample from some type of 1950s, 60s black and white film yep. that we just flipped. 
Yeah, like but the it, intro, just exactly. It just sounds like. And then it drops. <laughs> and then it drops to, <laughs> to the red coins. <laughs> to the red coins. Future nostalgia. Yeah. So let's talk about the EP name. What do you think about the EP name that I sent you? Deep Rare. Deep Rare. It <laughs> sounds so funny, but also it sounds kind of like that 1990s sci-fi VHS tape that you got when you went to Blockbuster. Yeah. I love that. Uh, yeah, I know. I can see like that kind of, and you're sending me some stuff of, uh, you know, like Goonies almost type yes. shit. And I can totally see it. I'm just wondering a little bit like, what does it have to do with these four songs in particular? And then you know how we spin it like deep rare i mean do we kind of explain you know we've been working on these for a year these are some deep cuts you know um I, and also what? like is there one word we can add or something where it feels like okay i understand completely what they're saying when I first read it rather than having to think about it too hard of like, huh, deep rare. What is I, I yeah. not following? Like, yeah, like deep rare cuts or deep rare. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I just think it's a little confusing. Well, partly, I think the title Deep Rare in two ways. One is that, yeah, we've been investing a lot of time into these tracks. And so it is a collectible of sorts, a one of one or a first edition. But I don't want to use those traditional words that have been used in society because that'll be really hard to search. I want it to be more artistic and more thought-provoking. The other thing, deep rare to me means something internal that's hard to find. And I think that's what these songs are, mm -hmm. is they're not just gushy whatever songs, but they talk about insights into the human experience and how to thrive despite the suffering that you're talking about mm -hmm. so it's rare to find it's hard to find Not a lot of people know that otherwise we wouldn't sing about them and it wouldn't be substantial so we have to go deep and it's rare so it it's both things it's spiritual but it's also talk connecting culture to the spirit it's kind of like when kanye west is talking about his my dark fantasy in that album, he's talking about suicide. And you don't connect that, right? My dark fantasy. When you look at the, the artwork, it looks at 
looks like a, an African-American man having sex with a white woman. And so you think that, okay, something's going on. But when you listen to the tracks, you realize that he's talking about suffering. He's talking about utilizing drugs, alcohol, sex, fame, pornography, all of that stuff to cover up this feeling of wanting to just end his life. And he's idealizing it. He's imagining it. Mm-hmm. And the whole track is that struggle. So I think when you talk about deep prayer, it's, it's something similar. I don't want to say we're Kanye West or something like that, but I think I am taking a note from his book. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, so, I say we go for it, dude. I, I'm down. Like, I, I like I like your thoughts on it. I like the story of it. I like all of that. So, yeah, it's not really about that at all. It's just more of like getting people like, hmm, okay. But like you're saying, I mean, that's thought provoking. They even give it that much. I mean, also, I think live for our live experiences kind of has a tasty feel to it. If you were to listen to that track live, I'm going to go listen to the deep. I'm going to go listen to the deep rare album. Yeah. Live. I'm going to go to the deep rare exhibit, the deep rare concert. (laughs) Yeah. I dig that. You're right. That sounds cool. And for the artwork, I'm looking at 1990s, 19, like early 2000s VHS tracks. And I'm seeing like, you know, the faces up on front with like some of the figures. I think that would be really cool if we pushed into that. Yeah. I know Empire of the Sun did something similar, but I don't want to necessarily go there. route. I I, maybe more of the cheesy, like sci-fi horror film. route. I think. Yeah. Goonies ish. Yeah, we got to get our faces on there, too. Yeah, definitely put our faces on there. And I think for, like, photos and stuff, too. I'm not sure how we'll do that, but if it can be artistic, but also have that cinematic appeal to what we're doing, I think that would be so cool. Yeah. We're going to be here on the TikTok. We're working. Front page. That's for you page. It's going to be red coins every day. FYP, bitches. We're going to own that page. It's going to (laughs) be... Not the for you page. It's gonna be the red coins page. Exactly. Millions of <laughs> Americans and world uh, human beings of the earth tuning in to see what we're doing. I'm excited. All right, buddy. All right, it's a couple of hours. I'm 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 gonna start. Yep. I'm gonna eat a little bit, do a little bit of work, and not off for a bit. Episode four in the books. We did that. Check. Thank, thanks, Matt. Thanks, Killa. <laughs> Love you, man. Love you, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, see ya. Get with the red car!